The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. All right, do not worry. We will give you um, uh, the news, uh, the religion news, shortly after this conversation. But we need to move on to our next conversation. This time around, we're talking about what everyone was focusing on on Friday, June 16th. Remember June 16th? Yes. June 16th seems to be yet another day that has lost or is losing its meaning. Uh, particularly looking at how people are celebrating or commemorating June 16th these days. Grown men and women wearing uniform on that day and doing absolutely diddly squat for the value and quality of education in South Africa. Wearing a uniform really or abusing your child's uniform doesn't really mean you're celebrating or commemorating June 16th, does it? Really? It, it really is odd to see grown women showing off their legs. Wearing a uniform is Ngabalingani or Zabantwana, claiming to be celebrating June 16th. But the focus really should be, and I do want to say this with all the respect I can conjure up, it should be about what they did, what they did it for. June 16th, commemorating 37 years. Basic education is what the fight was for in the June 16th uprising, and yet the problems that we fought, or they fought then, for are still problems today. And so the question that we would like answered now is the issue of June 16th and its commemoration. Is the government doing what it's supposed to be doing? We have been in power for 29 years, 29 years. And yet our basic education doesn't seem to have progressed in any way, shape or form. With the evolution of the various curricula, it would appear as though the curriculum still does not improve our education. Well, the quality of our education. Universities are complaining, complaining every time about the quality of matriculant that is churned out by matric exams. It doesn't appear as though these young people are qualified and ready to enter tertiary education. It seems as though wise we're calling it education, it leaves our children still uneducated. And yet for 29 years, 29 years, we've been in power and in control of our own education. Then they were complaining about Bantu education. It seems as though our education system right now is somewhat less than Bantu education. I really don't know, but to give somebody well, you know, an opportunity to give us some insights, uh, real insights, not just this babbling that I'm giving you right now as Imam. Sheikh Ibrahim Charles, I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. He's an Imam at the District 6 Mosque and High School Educator. Sheikh, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. 
Uh, good evening to you and assalamu alaikum to you and to all your listeners and I hope it's a warm uh, greeting to everyone. Walaikum salam. Thank you very much. It is actually a very cold, very cold in Bloemfontein. I'm in Bloemfontein right now. But hey, who's complaining? We have to do what we have to do. Our government, first and foremost, is our government doing enough there, Sheikh? Or should we really be complaining? Maybe it's just it's just 29 years. Maybe it's too much for us to ask. What's your take, Sheikh? Well, um, I think we, we need to start with uh, from, from the start. 37 years ago, we, um, we had the... Um, the struggle, right, the, the Soweto uprising, where people were fighting and, and protesting for equal education, for better education. And as you rightfully said in your uh, intro, that we haven't received it. it. It's not where it's supposed to be. So we are now changed by the lack of drive, knowledge, responsibility, accountability, all of these aspects. And this is what we find ourselves fighting with today. So um, basic education, we find, is not basic enough, and we can't build anything on that. And as we know that a good education is what forms good societies, good communities, and with that we build a productive nation. And at the moment, this is not where we find ourselves. Okay. So should we be complaining about how our government has advanced or not? I think there's been a lot of advancements in, in terms of what the government has done. And uh, there's been a lot done, but it might not be the pertinent issues that need to be tackled with, you know, at the, at the beginning. So we maybe missed out on a few points, such as um, basic education in terms of foundation phase education. And as you, you rightfully said in your introduction, that um, the literacy, literacy rates rate and the numeracy rates are very, very low. Uh, grade one learners are leaving grade one without knowing the alphabet. Grade four learners don't know how to read with comprehension. And um, as many teachers tonight, as we're sitting tonight, marking, you know, getting our assessments done, and uh, good luck to all the teachers who are doing it. But we find that our, the, the results that we're receiving are very, very low and alarming. And there are many things that we need to look at. It's not just a one, one size fits all or a one aspect that we need to look at. It's a multi-pronged approach that we need to look at. So there's many facets over here. They are, um, for example, in the foundation phase, we need to tackle mm. uh, those literacy rates and numeracy rates. We need to make sure that the children and our learners don't leave that foundation phase if they're not able to comprehend. We need to address things like large classes where 40 to 60 learners are placed in a class and they expect the teachers to do wonders and miracles. And then we blame the teachers at the end of the day or the schools for not you know, doing well enough. Schools are judged by the, um, uh, the metric pass rate. So what, what do we do? We end up passing students just to be able to make the school look good. And at the end of the day, the university suffers and our job sector suffers. So let's, it's let's, a, a domino effect. Let's, let's take one issue that was made prominent, particularly in those days, the issue of the medium of instruction. It would appear as though one of the things that they were complaining about, they were lamenting about, was the medium of instruction, which was compulsorily Afrikaans. And, yeah. well, I suppose the fact that it's Afrikaans, it was Afrikaans there, there were some schools and some learners who had problems with the English language. But the problem mm. is the medium of instruction is not the first language of the learner.
And as such, the learner does not have a problem learning mathematics or geography or physical science. They first have to learn the language in order to understand physical science and mathematics and so forth. We seem not to have addressed those problems. We seem to be idolizing the English language. And some schools, even in the year 2023, still are enforcing the medium of instruction, which is Afrikaans, which effectively suggests that perhaps June 16th was almost for nothing because still the medium of instruction is not the first language of the learner in South Africa 2023. Your take? Um, my take on that is... is that was one of the issues that were, were, was, was protested against, right? There's yes. a medium of Afrikaans. But um, I, I don't even think that was the main issue, right? It could have been one of the issues, but the main issue was the lack of facilities that they had, right? The lack of um, opportunities that, that learners had. Whether it was in, in Soweto, whether it was in Cape Town, uh, in whichever area. And so, but what I think needs to be looked at now, because I mean, we have um, schools around the world teaching three languages, right? But what we need to look at now is to build in that foundation phase. You know, this is the foundation on what uh, the building blocks. For, of forgive, me, Sheik, for, forgive me, Sheik. Forgive me, Sheik. Actually, the issue of Afrikaans was was actually more significant than you're you're putting it out. There. It was mm. remember 19, uh, 1976 came two years after the decree, the Afrikaans medium decree, which is what they were directly in opposition to. So the issue is not just any and everything. It was many other things, but primarily their repulsion was the decree of 1974. And that's what I'm trying to establish here now, that regardless of the fact that we no longer have the Afrikaans language decree right now, we still have the issue of... Yeah, but we still have the issue of learners who are unable to compute and comprehend the subject matter purely because of the language in which it was it has been instructed to them. How do no, we address that? Issue? Very true. That is that is that, that is one hundred percent true. Also, um, the the fact that we're looking at even even if when we have English speaking learners who are first language English speaking, they too are having problems with comprehension. Um, so there's definitely something amiss in terms of how the uh, um, or the, the whole process of education. So when you have fifty to sixty learners in a classroom, it's very very difficult to actually determine um, wh- what the areas are that needs to be tackled. Do we have any learners that that have uh, that need extra uh, extra key extra attention? So to be able to do that, and then on top of that, teachers are burdened with extra admin. So we, we're constantly um, assessing students rather than actually teaching. So these are the type of issues that we need to look at. So, and often we have the, the higher-ups, the, the people working in the in a Ministry of Education, they don't always know what's happening on the ground, in the classrooms. And I think that's what we need to look at. So we, we could look at you know, some of the issues that the, the, um, the people who were protested in Soweto, what they were focusing on, but in general they were focusing on um, uh, the lack of equal equal rights, uh, equal opportunities, and that's still not there today. So when when we are talking about the 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 South African learner, we mm. now appreciate the fact that we're not only focusing on the affluent learner. We're talking about all learners, including those who are in less affluent communities. And my big worry now is one of the problems that existed at least during my time is the lack of libraries and laboratories. 
which seem to be lacking even today. Again, is this something that we should be complaining about? Because some might argue, yes, Nye, in spite of the fact that there were no libraries in your communities at the time, here you are still loving to read in the year 2023. So what are you lamenting about? Should we be complaining about the lack of libraries and laboratories? No, definitely. Um, If you want to change a society, and I heard the previous speaker um, quoting some scripture, you know, so um, we know Muhammad was uh, placed in, in Arabia, in a, in a land that was, there was nothing there. Um, the people were generally backward, ignorant, um, and they had many, many moral issues. And the first message that he actually told people was to read. That was the first piece of scripture in, in, the, in the Quran, was to read. Sheikh, are you still there? see the line is also suffering from the month of june do we still have the shake on the line there amanda okay it seems as though our lines are frozen quite literally all right um so whilst we're still trying to get the shake back on the line remember what we're trying to get to now is just to reflect on what we do as a society particularly south africa when we have these uh, commemorative dates and days like june 16th june 16th has has to come across as one of the days that would mark progress if we have 29 years of democracy surely these 29 years of our democracy should be 29 degrees of improvement can we say that would we be able to say we can mark 29 degrees of improvement of course i'm using that idiomatically all right uh, let's see if we can have the shake back on the line again shake can you hear me yeah i can hear you i can hear you all right you're making a point it's the network it's the network in south africa that's all right. That's all right. We'll complain about the network on another day. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. So, so as I was saying, um, it was that one statement of read, right, which is the first um, revelation in the Quran. Read. Just read and to discern, to be able to empower yourself. And that one statement led up to the golden ages in Europe um, just by that one statement. And that's what we need at the moment. We need to encourage reading in our communities. And I'm not speaking about just reading on online or reading on a, a WhatsApp message or on social media. Rather, it should be reading, you know, to, to in, in improve and develop yourself. And how can we do that when we don't have libraries at our schools? I'm not quite sure if I, um, 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 I, I can move from that point you have just made without giving you a follow-up question there, Sheikh. Mm-hmm. The Prophet Muhammad was illiterate. He initially, he was illiterate, yes. He was illiterate. And when you're saying initiate, so, are you suggesting that he died able to read and write? Um, definitely giving the message over to read, right? Giving him, so the, in, in terms of his literacy or literacy levels, right, he definitely could read by the time he passed away, right? Or at least he told people to, but he, he, he couldn't write. We know that. He couldn't write. Instead, he commanded people to write. So he encouraged people to learn to read, learn to write different languages, not only just the Arabic language. So uh, uh, and the uh, point that I want to uh, get I, I need you to be clear is, about this there, Sheikh. Uh, yes. Was the Prophet Muhammad literate? He was unlettered. That's what, the, that's what we call it. Yeah. Right. So he, so he could read, right, but he couldn't necessarily write. Al-Nabiya Al-Umi, isn't it? Yes. Yes. There we go. So Which means, 
which means the illiterate prophet. Yeah, so, so we, we try not to use the word illiterate, but rather unlittered, which is a, a, it's a euphemism for, uh, for illiterate. But my point that I, w- I want to get to is, is that the encouragement to read was there. The encouragement to, um, to read with understanding, to be able to understand was there. So even, even just, the, for example, reading the Quran is um, virtuous and you get rewarded for doing that. And this is what we need to do to change our society as a whole. We need to educate people and tell people that they need to read. And, um, you know, one of the teachers mentioned that a lot of children do read. A lot of our learners do read, but they only learn about or read what is trending at the moment. You know, so celebrities, what's happening in the, you know, on, on TV or um, on social media. But when it comes to global issues, they are illiterate. Right? They don't really know what's happening in the world. Yeah. And so what we need to do is open that door for them to be able to, to read, right? Um, expose them to reading. And what yes, better yes, way yes, to my... do that than having libraries at your school? Here's my final question, and I need you to answer it in two minutes or less there, Sure, Sheikh. go for it. Who do we blame, therefore, for this problem? Because my initial question was on government, who is mm. the one custodian for our education in South Africa, the Department of Basic Education, particularly in this context. Are we correct to say the Department of Basic Education and its principal, Mamu Enji Mutsekha, are failing the people of the Republic, or are we perhaps as parents failing our own children and ourselves? I think the blame shouldn't be necessarily be put on one specific um, aspect or one specific organization or, or section. Rather, we should look at it, you know, and I've always said this, when it comes to the learner, right, there are a few different stakeholders that, that are there responsible for the development of the child. The one is the learner himself, right? Secondly, we have the parents, and then we have the school and the school body and um, uh, the, minister, the ministry. So this is what we need to look at. We need to address, and there needs to be open communication in terms of what, how we're going to develop this young learner. Because remember, at the end of the day, if we don't develop that young learner, it's going to be a cycle of um, uh, I- I- ignorant parents. When you say we, who, who are you referring to? No, I'm saying as a nation. If we have a learner which is not equipped, we're going to have parents and societies that are not equipped. And then we all have government, which is also... Isn't that the case already there, Sheikh? Parents who are uh, very... They don't read. Parents today don't read. They watch TV, Netflix, and all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. They don't Mm -hmm. read. Isn't that the problem already? This is the problem already. But the thing is, if we're going to focus on only what our current state is, and without looking at action points in in terms of where we need to get to, then we're just going to be complaining. Okay. So let's look at how we can actually put things in place. Get the three of them to communicate. Find a way to, to look at the, the main issues and then tackle them from there. And the main issues that we mentioned was reading, foundation phase reading, getting smaller classes, re-looking at um, the roles of teachers. Is it only just to assess or was it rather to teach and to impart knowledge? So right. this is what we need to look at. All right, we're going to leave it right there on that note. Thank you very much, Sheikh Ibrahim Thank Charles. Thank you so much for really having appreciate me your and time, enjoy so. the evening. All right, that's uh, the imam at the District 6 Mosque and High School educator.